hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Unfucked Creative, the podcast for overworked, overwhelmed and undervalued creative freelancers who want to make more money from their talent without selling out. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how you can overcome any problem. And the reason for this is that as a coach, I help people to solve problems. That is pretty much what I do on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, in life, problem solving is a big, big part of our lives. I know a lot of people, and sometimes in my college groups, my college classes, because I teach at college as well at the moment, um, sometimes my college students say, Miss, I don't, I, I can't do problem solving, or I, I don't know how to problem solve, or I don't like problem solving. And my answer is always, when you're hungry, you work out what you want to eat, you either go and buy the food, or you get the ingredients and you put the food together, but you end up eating. That is problem solving. Okay, on a very basic level, of course, but that is problem solving. Now, what I'm going to be talking about here are all different kinds of problems. Some problems are very small, relatively, because everything is relative, and other problems can keep you awake at night, can um, cause you to believe that you're you're not good at what you do, or you're a bad person, or that you're um, a bad parent, or you're a bad boss, or you're bad at business. I have thought all of these things, and I'm sure you have as well. And there are other problems that, um, you know, in the middle that are not not quite so serious, but also at the same time have us worrying, especially if we don't know how to overcome the problem. So in this uh, episode, I'm going to give you a few tips that I use and that I've used with my clients to help overcome different types of problems. So let's dive in. Now I'm going to be totally transparent with you. Um, I'm a massive fan of Jim Rohn. Now Jim Rohn is a big deal in the personal development world. He was actually Tony Robbins' mentor. So Tony Robbins at the moment, I think it's, um, you could say arguably, is the most famous person, person in the personal development world. Okay. Now Jim Rohn was Tony Robbins' mentor. Um, and I'm a big fan of Jim Rohn. I love the I love the uh, the logical way that he talks about different situations and how we can use different tools in multiple areas of our lives to get better outcomes. I love the the way he uses humor. I love the way that he makes things very very um what's the word I'm looking for? not accessible. He makes things very, very accessible, very easy to understand wherever you're starting in your personal development journey. And what he's actually, what he does is most of the recordings that I've listened to have actually been business talks. But of course, we all know, well, we now know, and if you don't, you will understand very, very quickly that in order to build a successful business, it's really important to develop your mindset, to to develop a can-do mindset and to know how to navigate different situations and different problems as they arise, okay? Some of the tips that I'm going to be using here, I've actually adapted from things that I've learned from him. 
Now, do go and check him out. Um, it's J-I-M-R-O-H-N. So J-I-M for mother, R-O-H-N for naughty. Obviously, listen to the rest of this episode first and then go and check out Jim Rohn. <laughs> okay. Now, the first thing is to not avoid the problem. Whatever the problem is, don't avoid it because it won't solve itself. The reason it won't solve itself, I've, I've heard a lot of people in my life, even when I've had, I've had personal problems, I've had friends who've actually said, oh, don't worry, it'll work itself out. No, nothing other ever works itself out. Either you work it out or someone else comes along and solves it for you or if if no one is taking actions, there will be a result, but the result, the result will probably not be the result that you want. So it's really important to face the problem head on, no matter how difficult it is. That doesn't always mean that you go in and straight away know how to solve the problem. It's just acknowledging that it's there and acknowledging that there is something that you need to do. And if you don't know how, you'll find out. Now, recently I helped a client to um, to get up in the mornings. Now, that might not be a problem for a lot of people. I don't have a problem getting up in the mornings because I wake up and every day know that I'm going to be doing what I love. But for some people, especially if you um, experience depression or if you're ill, physically ill, or other mental mental illnesses can really make it difficult for you to face the day. And um, and one of my clients had found it difficult to get out of bed in the mornings on time or at the time that she thought was appropriate to get out of bed for more than 15 years. And this came up in um, in our first session and we spoke about it and um, and I gave her some of the tools and strategies that that I use and we, we went quite deep and over some other West messages over WhatsApp as well, because um, my, my clients have access to me via WhatsApp. Um, through a, a little bit more coaching, just a, a couple of messages here and there um, over a few a few weeks, just a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, she now she now says that she's able to bounce out of bed and she feels exhilarated in the mornings, which was not the case for, as I say, more than 15 years. So this stuff works, and but it works for different situations as well. The next thing is to work out what the actual problem is, because most times the problem that we see is not the actual problem. What do I mean by that? Let's take the case of not being able to get to work on time. Okay, that is a problem. Right? It's a problem for you. It's a problem for your boss. If you're not the boss, it's a problem for, for your employees. If you are the boss, it's a problem for your fellow employees. Um, and it slows down productivity. Now, whatever you think about what's the difference between getting in at nine o'clock and 10 past nine, it's about your mindset. So if you think it doesn't matter that you get in at 10 past nine, and you're supposed to be there at nine, it may also, you, you may, I'm not saying this is the case, but you may also believe that it doesn't matter if you um, take a few shortcuts, if you cut a few corners, if you don't quite do things to the standard expected. I'm not saying that is the case, but it could be because how we do one thing is how we do everything. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys, in my personal life, 
recently, in the past six months, I've found it really difficult to get to places on time for socialising. If I've said I'm going to be somewhere at seven o'clock, I'll get there at 7.15 or 7.20. And I know how disrespectful this is to the person that's there waiting for me. They've, I've wasted 15, 20 minutes of their time. That's not cool. I know that. I acknowledge that. And the reason that I that I make myself late is that I have become a little bit of a perfectionist recently in my work. So I spend time checking and checking again and checking again and checking again. I don't need to do that. I know my work, I know what I do is, is good. I know that what I do is of a high standard because I've been doing it for so long. What I'm, what I'm avoiding is my fear of dropping the standard or my own fear of still not quite being good enough. So I'm working through some things as well, right? Which is another one of the reasons that I wanted to create this podcast for you guys. And I want to be transparent with you. Going back to um, being late. The problem isn't being late. The problem is probably organisation or not wanting to actually go to work. Or maybe there's something in your personal life that's grating on you, that's that's challenging you, that you're not facing, and that's manifesting in you not being organised so that you can get to work on time. A good way of working out what the problem is, is keep asking the question, why, until something hits that you align with, or there are no more whys. <laughs> if you said why 25 times, and you can't think of any more reasons, you've probably hit the reason. So why am I not getting to work on time? Well, I missed the bus. Why did I miss the bus? Or, oh, the bus was, the buses were, the bus was delayed. My bus that I normally get was delayed. Okay, so you've been late three times this week. If your bus that you normally get has been delayed three times this week, possibly you need to get an earlier bus. Or I miss my bus. Okay, so you need to get to the bus stop sooner so that you know when your bus is coming so that you don't miss it. Or I overslept. Why are you oversleeping? Um, I'm not getting to bed on time. Or I'm oversleeping because I'm when I go to bed, I can't get to sleep and I end up getting to sleep really, really uh, in the early hours of the morning and then I oversleep. Why aren't you sleeping? I don't know. Is something worrying you that you haven't faced? Are you not eating enough? Are you going to bed hungry? Are you overeating? Are you going to bed too full? Are you overstimulating yourself before bedtime so that you then can't sleep? Why, why, why? That's a really, really effective way of getting to, the, to what the actual problem is. The next thing to do is, is, of course, to work out what you can do. A lot of times when we're faced with a problem, we look at all of the reasons why we can't solve it. And that's that's a habit that we as humans in Western society, I don't know about others in other cultures, other societies, but that's definitely a habit that we in Western society have formed. I can't do it because I can't help it. This never works for me. I've tried everything. Well, if you've tried everything, you haven't, and it's still not working, you haven't tried everything because you don't know what everything is. Okay. So the thing is to work out what you can do. 
If all you can do is call someone and ask them for help, that's what you need to do. I used to be really bad at asking for help and it wasn't until I found my my mentor and he said the words, we can help you. And I literally felt like the biggest weight had been lifted from my shoulders. And I knew that, that he was the right mentor for me. That was probably the third sentence he ever said to me. And I'm still with, I'm still with that mentor three, almost three and a half years later. Okay, so work out what you can do. The, and what this also does, it reminds you of your skills. We are more skilled than we believe or know. We've got skills and abilities that we forget about. You know, I remember um, when Queens in Business, when we were writing our first collaborative book, um, we were talking about our different experiences with writing and I and I said oh I've been in a book before I completely forgotten I, I had completely forgotten I, I had written I'd been a co-author of a published book back in 2016 and I completely forgotten about it <laughs> you know and I'd so I'd already be I already was a published author going back to my college students we have we have a um a, we have a process when our college students first join college to talk about their achievements. And I would say at least 75% of my new students say, I haven't achieved anything. And I'm like, are you serious? You must have achieved something because in order to get onto a college course, you have to have met certain criteria. Even if that criteria is that you like playing guitar and you can play three chords. So I teach music, right? <laughs> Even if that that isn't the criteria, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm um, just to give an example. But there, you, there will have been times when you've been involved in uh, team team games at school, and your team has won. You were part of that. Even if you didn't score the goal, or put the ball in the net, or um, score a try. I think that's what it's called in rugby, is it? <laughs> yeah. Or even if you weren't the fastest person in your relay, you were part of that win. That is an achievement. So go so go back and think of think of what you can do in relation to the problem. And if you can't think of anything to do, think of different situations that you have been in where you've solved a problem, where you've overcome a challenge. And is there some, was there something you did at that time that you can then use here? When you remember what you're good at, when you remember your skills and your abilities, it gives you more confidence to face future problems because no matter how successful you are, there will always be problems. They're just different problems. Now, if there are parts of the problem that you can't solve, work out who you can ask. If you don't feel like there's anyone you can ask, Google it. <laughs> of course, there are other search engines <laughs> that you can use. Okay, so there's always an answer, even if it's just getting you to the next step or halfway to the next step, because often we can't solve one problem in one go. Most of the time, actually, we can't solve one problem in one go. There are steps that we need to take in order to get to the bottom of it. So think to yourself, what other resources are available to you? What else is there that you can use? A set of questions that I always ask myself when I'm faced with a problem that I'm not 
that I feel is a little bit too big or that I'm inexperienced with is what can I do? What can I read? And who can I ask? The thing about asking other people for help is that a lot of us feel like it shows a weakness. Now, I was the same. I was like, I don't need anyone's help. And I was particularly with men. I would particularly say, I don't need help from a man. I'll never need help from a man. I mean, what bullshit? That's a fucking load of bullshit. <laughs> because it was it was a man who showed me how to ask for help. <laughs> you know, and now I now I love asking for help. In fact, it's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> because you get things get done so much more quickly and so much better as well the standard is higher the quality is higher because you've gotten all of the best advice from people who know better than you in that situation so if you know someone that can help you or you know someone who knows someone that can help you and as particularly if they specialize in the problem that you have, find them and ask them if they can help you in relation to your problem. And at this point, you can show them what you've done, tell them what the things that you've tried, direct them to what you've been reading and the kind of results or the lack of results that, that you've been getting. That way, they'll have an understanding of what you've done, what you've tried, where you are in the process what you can do differently and what else you can do. So it's very likely that these are, these people will help you because people like to help people that help, help themselves. No one, well I say no one, I'm generalizing, but very rarely do humans like to help other people that are not bothered in helping themselves. We like to help people that want to to do better, that want to help themselves. And so when you ask someone to help you, they're likely to help you. And part of helping yourself is knowing how to think for yourself. And some sometimes a change in thinking can be all you need to overcome any problem that you're facing. What do I mean by that? What I mean is when you are faced with a, a solution that's different to what you have tried before or different to what has worked before or different to what you believed would work go with it and when you see the result that it works that will help to change your thinking which means that next time you have a similar problem you'll be able to think for yourself you'll remember what worked and you'll be able to solve that problem then other problems will come along that you won't have so much experience in. And we go back to the beginning of the process. So my pearls, my pearls, my pearls, I hope that this episode has helped you. If there's anything that's come up with you that you're stuck with or that um, you're, you're unsure of and you'd like me to clarify, of course, send me an email at info at carrie-griffiths.co.uk. If you've got any suggestions as to what you would like me to cover in future episodes, then email me as well, and I will do my best to cover that for you. In the meantime, if you would like help getting unfucked and um, making more money without selling out, then of course do book yourself on a focus and clarity call. You'll be able to find that on my website, www.carriegriffiths.com. See you soon, my pals. Stay hydrated. Ciao.